CC. Nope. <laughs> Actually, I might use that in the very beginning. <laughs> And then I say, this is how it's done. Today at SEC, the crew discuss card ladders, global search, and private sales list. Then they break down PSA's December card data. Coming up now on SEC. Welcome to episode 45 of Sports Cards Culture. I'm here with Nick at Sifram Wax on Instagram, Christina at Christina's PC, Josh at Cardboard underscore Chronicles, and I'm Chris underscore H-O-J. Nick has an announcement before yes. we get to today's episode. This is pressing because if anybody remembers, this is an update to an announcement I'd had a few episodes ago. And ladies and gentlemen, we've seen victory about the man so nice they named him twice. I'm not talking about cup cup. I'm not talking about plate plate. I'm talking about bowl bowl. He's now free on Detroit where he'll be allowed to shine. So... Round of applause, please, for, like like how Antonio Brown requested a moment of silence, I'm requesting a round of applause for Bull Bull. Let's see you shine, baby. Don't let us down. That's it. Thank you for the time. Congratulations to you and to Bull. All right, so first up, let's talk about some of Carlider's new features, two new features in particular. Uh, but before... Let me remind you all of the sales history feature upon which these two new features are built. So Cardlighter's sales history feature has tens of millions of sports card sales dating back to the early 2000s, which means that even if the card you're looking for isn't yet in Cardlighter's 20,000 card database, you can still hunt down comps using the sales history tool. And what's more, Cardlighter will display an estimated value of the card using our proprietary player index pricing methodology. Christina, yes, we use Cardlighter's sales history feature all the time yes. when building sales histories for the cards we add to the Cardlighter database. So how powerful, in fact, is the sales history feature? It's the most powerful feature in the world. Why? <laughs> <laughs> there are many reasons why. Like, uh, First of all, it allows you to search 25 million sales for any card that has ever been sold going back to 2000. Second, it provides pictures. So <laughs> that's like a huge, like awesome thing that we do that even if the card isn't in the database yet, you can still see the card uh, if it's sold on an auction house or um, recently. And then third, um, there are new features that even like boosted up its power, it, like gave it a nitro okay, so boost. When you're using the sales history feature to wasn't done yet. find a card, uh, what are some of the techniques that you use to make sure that you you narrow in to get just the card you're looking for? Yeah, so using Boolean search functionalities, uh, I can narrow out like the hay from the needles that I'm looking for. Um, so one of the things that is great about search history as well is that we provide the titles of every sales listing. So you can see if someone put in like something kind of ridiculous, like PSA nine should be PSA 10. Like you can find that and you can see that in the listing. And then that way you could be like, oh, this isn't like actually the PSA 10. No wonder I thought it was a little low. Excellent. So, all right. In an effort to make that feature a little bit more accessible, and to make navigating card ladder a little bit easier, Josh and Cole have rolled out 
what's called Card Ladder's Global Search. So let me bring in Josh to explain exactly what that is. Josh, what is the new Global Search feature and what's the best way to use it? So previously, the Global Search is just, it's a search bar in the in the top navigation of the app that you can access from any page in the app. And previously, it only let you search the 20,000 cards that we have in our database. And now we've improved it to now uh, in that navigation search, you can search for the 20,000 cards, you can search for uh, items that would show up in our shop feature. And now also from sales history, you can search direct from any page. So if you're looking for something quick and it doesn't show up in the ladder search, click the little sales history icon in the nav, and then you'll see if there's any sales history on that card you're looking for. And that's not all that we rolled out this week. We also have imported every private sale that has been reported to and vetted by us into the sales history database, which means that if you were so inclined, you could filter the sales history results to private sales only and browse the multitude of private sales that we have verified to date. Now, as a reminder, we individually vet every private sale using three main criteria. In addition to the standard vetting process we use for every sale that happens on public marketplaces. For private sales, first, we must see proof of the transaction. Second, a party to the transaction must be willing to publicly attach their name or social media account to the sale. And third, the reporting party must have a good reputation in the hobby. And so after we announced this feature on social media, Instagram account in Cardboard Veritas commented, and I quote, Over the past year, Cardletter has transformed from a terrific, very nice-to-have tool into a must-have, one-stop, daily-use Swiss Army knife for all card enthusiasts, please keep innovating, and yes, sir, we will. So that's where we got the idea for the global search. Boom, excellent. Customers, C- customers carry the day here. All right, let's now transition into data from PSA. So our friends at Cardlighter's sister company, PSA, have given us a sneak peek at their December data, and today we're going to analyze three segments of that data and bring in some card letter market insights to help round out the picture. So Christina, yes. what were the five most submitted categories to PSA for grading in December? In order, the five most submitted categories to PSA in December of 2021 were basketball, Pokemon, football, baseball, and soccer. And here's how their total market index is performed during the month of December using Card Ladder. So basketball was up 2.6% in December. Pokemon was up 1.5%. Football was up 1.3%. Baseball was up 1.7%. And soccer, as a category, was up 2.5%. Josh, all five indexes for the top five most submitted categories to PSA also increased in value during the month of December, what do you make of these results? Well, we've long talked about on this show how we think one of the biggest indicators of where the market's going is the grading aspect, You know, especially PSA. And once they start opening up more services, we'll probably see more liquidity in the market. We'll see more people grading cards, selling cards, putting more money back into the hobby. And I think we're starting to see the trickle effects of that from when PSA opened up their $150 service a few months ago. And we'll probably continue to see that. And also the market's been, you know, pretty flat, if not down for quite a bit. And, you know, maybe now we're finally seeing some turnarounds some people, you know, getting more bullish on the hobby and, and taking their money out of crypto or out of the stock market because that's struggling and putting it into sports cards. All right, Christina, who were the top five most submitted basketball players to PSA in December? The top five most submitted basketball players 
two PSA in December of 2021 were in order: Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. So, of those five, and thank you for repeating the question and following your answer. Anthony Edwards' total market index increased 25% during the month of December, significantly outpacing LaMelo, who was down 1%, LeBron, who was up a half a percent, MJ was up 1%, and Kobe was up 4% in the month of December. But Ant-Man was up 25%. He also logged some incredible auction results last weekend, including his 2020 Prism Rookie Signatures Black 1 of 1 PSA 1010 which sold for $144,000 with Golden. Goodness. Uh, Edwards is averaging 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists per game this season, his sophomore season. His player efficiency rating is 70th best in the league, and he's currently 35th in NBA All-Star Game fan voting. So, Josh, what do you make of Anthony Edwards' market exploding right now? Uh, frankly, I have no idea. Um, he's, he's clearly like an exciting young player. He's got some great highlights. There's some reasons people can be excited. These sales are astounding. I, before the show started, I was struggling to to think of like what to say, but I, I, my only guess here is that people are looking to that rookie class and trying to find some other value given that LaMelo ball stuff is so expensive and, and Edwards is playing better than LaMelo Ball right now, so maybe people are, are seeing what Ball's prices are selling for and thinking maybe Edwards should be more similar and, and you know paying similar prices for that. Maybe, and you know, glass half full. If a second-year player who's a fringe all-star, uh, but also former first pick, can command six-figure prices in his sophomore season of some of his best cards... I think that bodes quite well because we have a number of athletes and players and highly collectible uh, stars who who are on cards in this hobby who should also be doing quite well based on these Anthony Edwards stats. So glass half full, rising tide lifts all boats, and so on. Christina, mm-hmm. who is missing from this top five list that you would have expected to see on it? You know, I don't know if I really expected see anyone on it to be honest like I I didn't come in with preconceived notions of who should like the hobby be grading but I am surprised that it's three goats and two prospects like you're surprised by that yeah why I don't know I just I thought maybe it would be um like they're modern goats too there's no vintage goats maybe that's the better way to like that I'm more surprised about like they're 90s and later goats and then two prospects i see well it is interesting it does seem like the most fervent demand occurs with the most exciting young prospects and the all-time greats who can conjure up nostalgia for us from when we enjoyed watching them play and who are sitting atop that uh that mount rushmore of basketball i looked at john morant I thought John Morant would be in there because he's yeah. he's been so exciting. He's getting like MVP talks. He's got modern stuff with lots of supply. Morant for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, th- there's just there's a lot of great basketball players out yeah, there. Yeah, that's I, that's why I didn't really have a preconceived notion. <laughs> I, I mean, if I want to be like, like, oh, my player should be up there, I'd be like, where's Luca and Maxi Kleba? 
Maxi Kleber. Well, you know, I bet Morant <laughs> is rounding out somewhere in the top ten there. I, that's a good call out. Uh, all right, final segments with PSA's data. Let's discuss the most submitted card for the month of December. So, Christina, what was that? What was the most submitted card to PSA in December? The most submitted card to PSA in December of 2021 was, drumroll please, was 2021 Don Russ, number 255, Mac Jones, base card. Okay, so this is not very surprising because... That card was briefly selling in the $3,000 range at the end of November. So who wouldn't send that card into PSA to get graded when it's priced at that level? And at that time, the population of the card was beneath 50. Okay, but today the population is 1,094. The card's price has retreated to the $200 range, which puts it roughly in line with Joe Burrow's Donruss rookie PSA 10 from a year earlier, which is population 2,325 and sells in the $150 range. Now, even with the card, the Mac Jones, that is, sitting in the $200 range, with the return of PSA's regular service level at $100 per card, there's still plenty of value to be had by slabbing it. So, Josh, we see this happen every year, often with early pro-uniform releases. So last year, the 2020 Hoops LaMelo Ball PSA 10 briefly sold in the $2,000 range in March of 2021 when its population was beneath 100 before settling into the $125 range over the last few months as the population now approaches 1,000. So on the one hand, there's a handsome reward waiting for those who can most quickly grade these cards. But on the other hand, the hobby can't help but get carried away and pay huge premiums to get their hands on the very first pro-uniform PSA 10 copies of the top prospects to hit the market. So is this always going to be the case? Do you have any reaction to this? Should we just resign ourselves to the fact that we're going to have to go through these cycles every year? We've got lots of content creators that love to make predictions. This is the one prediction that always comes true, no matter who says it or when they say it. It's a given. It, It also even happens with the first college uniform cards. We say it every year, like the Prism Draft comes out, and everyone says, don't buy it. It's going to come down in price and people buy it anyways. Uh, it's happened in Pokemon since I started collecting in 2016. People would buy the new sets, grade all the Charizards, and people pay crazy high prices for the first PSA 10s, and then the supply would go way up. I'm not sure why it happens. Uh, I guess people are just excited to be the first and they, they fall into the trap of you know, the FOMO of maybe this is the one time it won't be a high pop or something. I don't know. It, it, it always happens, though, every time. I don't, it's not going to stop. <laughs> no, I guess it's not. So uh, what's the takeaway here? Uh, if you can get your hands on those early copies, you know, and get them over to PSA ASAP and sell them while the selling's good, I suppose. And if you're a buyer, know what you're getting into. You know, some people in other aspects of life pay a huge premium to be first. And it's not an investment. It's just an entertainment premium that goes away after time and after the novelty wears off. Christina, you look like you have some final thought that you would like to offer to wrap up episode 45 of Sports Cards Culture. So would you please take it home? I just want to say thanks to PSA for uh, giving us a sneak peek at their data uh, for December of 2021. And um, I, I couldn't have said your wrap up any better that was just my thinking face well what what else do i usually say um thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week there you go 
Thanks for watching. Tell us in the comment section below what the crew should cover next week, and don't forget to subscribe. See you next time in SCC Sports, Cards, Culture.